Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's no movie now except Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's just it. And this is a history-making movie in a way because the Wasp, my guest, Evangeline Lilly, is the first Marvel woman to ever have her name in the title of a movie. Hey, was that in the contract? It was, it's, it's pretty amazing. They didn't put it in my contract. It actually was something that I, I knew I would take on the mantle of the Wasp when I signed up for the first gig in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read the script and at the end of the script she gets the suit and says it's about damn time. Mm-hmm. But what they kept secret and they didn't tell me and didn't uh, reveal to me until like we were at well into um, pre-production on Ant-Man and the Wasp was that her name would be in the title. And uh, so they sent me they sent me the title card as a surprise. So would you eventually explain for those benighted souls out there that still have no idea what the Marvel Universe is or what Ant-Man is or anything, who your character, Hope Van Dyne, actually is? Who is this woman? First of all, I was one of those people no. three years ago. I was. When Marvel first approached me, to engage about the dialogue on, you know, if I would like to be a part of the Ant-Man film or if it would interest me, I actually felt like, no, it probably wouldn't interest me because I'm not into superhero movies. and I, I'd never read comic books. It's just not my jam. And then my manager was like, hang on a minute, just hold the phone. Let me, let me give you a little education. Like, these guys are doing something really special and really cool. And so then I went and educated myself. I watched a bunch of Marvel films and was like, oh, damn straight, they're doing something cool. How many I want to be a part through? of it. I think about six. That's pretty good. I know, I did quite well because I don't usually watch a lot of movies. And one weekend, I think I managed to get through about six, which is a lot for a mother of two. That's um, right. A mother of two has an excuse not to watch all 20. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but my character, Hope Van Dyne, is um, in the original comic books. She is um, her, Janet Van Dyne, and Hank Pym are a married couple. They're the original founding members of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. They're very important features in the comic books for the Avengers. Um, and my character was uh, fabricated for the Ant-Man movie. Um, her name is Hope Van Dyne. She took her mother's last name uh, because she had major emotional issues with her father mm-hmm. after her mother's death. And she's a highly intelligent, highly driven, very disciplined scientist who also happens to be an expert in Muay Thai and also happens to be an expert in controlling <laughs> ants and also happens to be able to create amazing super suits and fly around and beat people up. So you had all those talents, didn't you? So of they co- said, let's cast Evangeline because she can do this and physics, all of that is nothing to her. No, of course. I mean, I was a little overqualified, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> My flying skills were off the charts. And, you know, I had to sort of decide whether or not I was willing to dumb down my talents in order to Yeah, to hope. do that. Yeah. Without giving away the store, which you won't do, because I know what happens. Mm. If you say anything that Marvel doesn't like, yeah. uh, we just, this whole stage just opens up and we And just, I get swallowed. We get swallowed yeah. in terms of doing it. Exactly. And by the way, I'm used to this level of national security because well, it was everything you're in. <laughs> everything I can basically. never talk about. When Lost was there, you couldn't say a word, or they would uh, execute you. Yep. And then you decide to do Hobbit movies, which are the same yeah. security. At Lost, I had to have a lockbox attached to my front door just so I could get scripts delivered. 
It was so intense. Really? So, no, I can't say anything, but I'm used to that. Yeah. So I can be charming while I say nothing. Yes, it's, it's a beautiful way to do it. Oh, you know? It was great. It was I'm a lot ready. of fun to do. Yeah. You know? So what's your question? <laughs> what's the big secret you want? Well, what did you ever... You always get asked those questions. Tell know? me. Um, oh, no. Jack or Sawyer for oh. Lost, you know? <laughs> what is it? Who was it that you really feel this? But, but what's I'm, in the I'm interested in the parallels to The Hobbit because that's an invented character mm. as well. Mm -hmm. That's like, let's create something and it makes those people that stay in their basements and study this, like hieroglyphics, yeah. sometimes pisses them off oh, yeah. a lot. Ooh. Like, who is she? Oh, there's a lot you of know, people that don't like, like me. <laughs> yeah. Who is she and yeah. what is she doing? And what here? is she doing in this world? Why is she in Middle-earth? Why is she in the Marvel-verse? Um, I think people have been much more receptive of Hope Van Dyne than they were of Tauriel. I think Tauriel had this like very intense camp of for her or against her. You know, that was like Hillary Clinton. But then with <laughs> yeah, Hope Van exactly. Dyne, yeah. it was it was um, it was a little bit more well received. I think people were a little less protective over it, and I think partly that's because the original creator is still alive and involved. And so he can put his stamp of approval on it, mm -hmm. whereas Tolkien is not, you know. And so we we were, you know, Peter had license to take liberties, but and so he did, and I think he did them wonderfully because we needed more women in Middle Earth. Tolkien didn't write very many of them into The Hobbit, but with the Marvel, he wasn't universe, enlightened yet, you know. You know, it takes a minute. Had he lived, he could, <laughs> he could have done a little. But you know, you had the best years. <clears throat> they were pointy. Was that your choice? They were large and they were wonderful. Yeah. I sat down, they said, we need to find ears that will fit your head, that would like match your face and the size and shape of your head. I said, I want the biggest ears you can give me. Said, you you kind of have a small face. Let's, let's look at the little ones. I was like, no, I want big ears. Like, oh, maybe the medium ones. I was like, you can put them on, but I'm telling you, I'm getting the big ears. And I got the big and ears. And they did it. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you have anything on Ant-Man and the Wasp and for the Wasp that you wanted that they gave you or didn't give you? Mm. Well... I was very excited to get wings. I was who that little. Be? I mean, I was that little girl who fantasized about being a fairy or a pixie, being able to fly. Um, yeah, what I. I'll tell you what I didn't get. I didn't get the clothes I wanted to wear. She's in the suit a lot, but she's also in civilian clothes yes. a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there ends up always being like a compromise between the director. I think I'm spitting popcorn everywhere. It's okay. That's what it's, it's there for. How long has yeah. this popcorn and been on this counter for? <laughs> no, it's always freshly popped. Mm. It doesn't taste like it. Really? But I'm still eating it. Was that an unprovoked personal attack against our popcorn? I think it was. What's, oh, wow. But I think it was provoked. <laughs> as, I think it was provoked. I provoked because by saying it was just popped? You, you said it was just popped, and I've had about a You've dozen kernels, popped. and this ain't fresh. It's stuck in the teeth, oh. and it's just, it's like all a little, right, people, It's I like confess. a little chewy. It's <laughs> not crunchy anymore. The butter is like ever so slightly fermented. <laughs> It's been here since Spider-Man. As I keep right? eating it. I just keep eating it. As you keep eating it, which is great. <laughs> you know, it shows that it can't be really that bad. So, did you... Or that I'm just that desperate for food. <laughs> I actually just ate two enor enormous sandwiches, so I really shouldn't. I have a premiere to go to. Would you stop tempting me with your stale popcorn, Yes, I'm going to keep pushing please? it over <laughs> here to do this, you know, to do that. But... What was the most exciting thing then for you to play in this? Did you like getting into this action and the stunts? I was very excited to get into the action and the stunts. That said, 
This was an oh. enormous production where we had three and four units running at a time. We would have my unit where we would be doing dramatic scenes with the incredible Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Paul Rudd, and the rest of the amazing cast. Um, we would have a second unit where there would be fight scenes being shot. We would have a third unit where there would be car chase scenes being shot. And then we had a macro unit where all the little stuff, like me being small and flying around, was being shot. So this character... Macro unit. A I macro... I mean, isn't that amazing? That That's the coolest thing about our movie. For big as that cup. Yes. Yeah. That is the coolest <laughs> thing about our movie, is the macro unit. All the cool shit happened on the macro unit. Can I swear on your show? You can. Great. <laughs> um... And uh, so often I felt like this character, you know, in the end is this incredible collaborative effort. So, you know, the producers and the director and me and the stunt team and the special effects team and the macro team and, you know, everybody came together to, to build this character. And sometimes that meant I didn't get to do things I wanted to do. Sometimes that meant I got to do things I wanted to do. And it was just all about servicing what was going to make the best movie and get this to the finish Well, line. you can't be in too much danger either, can you? You know, yeah. yeah. Well, That's you what they could, say. You, I can tell. That's what they say. Just whether you're eating that popcorn <laughs> that yeah. you probably wanted to do something. I'm not of that. afraid of anything. Then, you you're see? not. If you're eating No, this. if I you're eat not, that popcorn, I'm not afraid no, of anything. it's okay. But you get to keep anything from the yeah, set? I always steal things from my I sets. that you do. I do. And I sort of feel very justified and vindicated in it because I feel like, well, if you just gave them to me, then I wouldn't have to steal them. It's exactly true. Right? So what did you steal from uh, Lost? Uh, from Lost, I stole a Dear Sawyer letter. Oh, Does that mean anything to it you? It does mean to everything. So you know. Yeah. You're in the know. I'm hieroglyphics that way about oh, that show. Oh, yes. That was Thank just you. like everybody just lost By the it. way, you and all the Uber Lost fans... Thank you, mm -hmm. because that was six years of our lives and blood, sweat, toil, and tears just given into that meat, that beast, that monster. And, you know, your guys' obsession makes it all worth it. It sounds like, well, she's in Hawaii. This has to be the greatest thing that could possibly be happening to anybody. I know. It's, it's a, I mean, it's, a, it's like there's no, I think there's no such thing as truly a paradise because there are problems everywhere you go. There are inconveniences everywhere you go. There are amazing things everywhere you go. I mean, you can go into a small town in Iowa and think there's nothing amazing about it, but just live there for a couple of months. I bet you you'll find amazing things about living there. You know, just the world is beautiful and complicated, <laughs> and I feel like Hawaii was this amazing gift in that my office half the time I was standing on a beach on the north shore of Oahu watching whales breach in the middle of my work day. I right. Mean, that's hard to feel sorry for you. That's amazing. But I remember at the time you saying things like, this is exhausting. <laughs> I don't think I ever want to act again. Dude. I think yeah. this is, what have they done uh -huh. to me? Nobody prepares. Like, I had no experience. I mean, I, the, the limited experience I had was I'd done extra work on film sets where basically you sit around and eat all day. And it was Popcorn, grueling. A lot of, no, <laughs> not a lot of stale food. And that's why I have a seasoned stomach for my extra years. And that's why I can eat your popcorn. Um, but, you know, it's like I had never really done it. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I, um, yeah, I didn't love it. I mean, I'm going to be just be honest because I can, right? This you is, can. This is your show. Yes. It's our time. And the, the lost people, you know, they can't watch it anymore anyway, except well, in their Well, and they knew at the time. I was very honest at the time. I was uh, very You forced, were. That's right? what I can remember. Yeah. That, uh, I was struggling. The honest truth is that was a hard time for me. I was, I was struggling to adjust to fame. Mm -hmm. I was struggling to adjust to life in Hawaii. 
Hawaii and being away from everything and anything I knew. Um, and I you're was, from where originally? I'm from, from Canada. Canada. Right. Was that the shock of it, you know? Coming. It was a big part of the shock of it. Even just moving to America was an incredible culture shock. We are very different, mm -hmm. America and Canada. There's so many similarities, and we're sort of like, you know, step-siblings. But because we come from different parents, there, there are major differences. And it took, it was very, uh, it was a big adjustment. I mean, I think there's no surprise to hear that, like, America's tough. You know, it's a tough country and Canadians are soft you know we're kind of so I like came in pretty like hi I say good morning to everyone and they scowl at me and I don't know why they're scowling at me <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do oh, that they did. no um but it was it was everything I mean I just think you take a 24 year old girl out of small town Canada you throw her into international fame and and stardom and um it's unless you've been pining after that for years and you've sort of mentally prepared for that I just don't know how you adjust to that quickly. well I would think you'd be protected a little bit in Hawaii yeah. because you're not shooting like in major areas but it's when yeah. you went back out into the rest of the world that they don't say what's happening well I what's had going on I had paparazzi issues in Hawaii that spun me out I ended up spending like two years in my house just to get rid of them like not going That'll to the show beach. them. I'll go no. <laughs> I'll go nowhere. Yeah, like what's your options in that case? Either I go out and you get me, or I'm like, I'll show you. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay at home and be bored <laughs> out and just of be claustrophobic yeah. and like never go to the beach or enjoy Hawaii <laughs> at all. <laughs> And you people. I showed you. Yeah, that's it. Two years of that. Wow. Yeah, I'd be ready yeah, for I mean, the solution no to happen, options. too. There's no All good right, options. All right, well, you kept the Dear Soil letter. What did you keep I, from Hobbitland? From The Hobbit, I took the, um, the rhinestone that Keeley gives to Tauriel, that beautiful blue stone that yeah. he gives her. And I that did it like in, a big steal. Oh, man, I did it in the most <laughs> horrible way, too. <laughs> So instead of waiting until the production was over and like sneaky, sneaky, somehow getting it into the props uh, truck or something and finding it, while we were shooting the most important rhinestone scene on location, so we've got daylight hours and no time to waste, and I'm nursing a child, so I'm interrupting production a lot, so we're like really tight <laughs> for time. Um, in the scene, he gives me the stone, and they had the perfect one that they had chosen. I mean, they obviously had multiple ones, but this was the one, the one. that Peter wanted photographed because it had been cut in just such a way that the stone was so brilliantly blue and had such an incredible sheen, and it was gore It was perfect. And at the end of every take, I would be left with it in my hand. And I so conceived easy for of you, a plot. Out, you. I conceived of a plot because I was wearing a big parka because it was very cold and I would put my hands in the pocket of the parka between every take so that this became the normal routine and then so, and then when I this would sounds hand, so premeditated so it really person. does I am an awful person <laughs> and then I would hand it back to the prop guys and one take I pulled my hands out of my pockets and was like and we're, we're on a stone beach so there's just pebbles and stones everywhere and I look down and I go I must have dropped it. I don't know where it is. Holy <laughs> And I had a team of people on hands and knees, <laughs> including myself, Self. looking for this stone in the m millions of beach stones. When we all know where it is. You're so good an actor that you <laughs> convinced yourself 
I feel like such a juvenile telling this story. <laughs> I feel like the five-year-old evangelist. It's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> I just think it's so really great because when people say that they don't really want anything from what it is and it's over when it's over, I never believe it. No. Not if you're doing that. You're in New Zealand with Peter Jackson. You, it's, it's beautiful there. And, you know, in these particular instances, I loved it. <laughs> no, I loved okay. it. That okay. changed. That was like... Real Steel and The Hobbit were the turning points for me of like, oh, acting can be really fun and kind of amazing. Like well, I, you had, I had Hugh great Jackman in Hugh Jackman was, yeah. to this day, one of my favorite actors to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, but the thing is about wanting things from the set, like the three examples you've just, you're mm-hmm. about to give, because you're going to get to Ant-Man, I'm sure. I will get to Ant-Man. Well, Lost, Because I think the they Hobbit were onto you by now. Oh, I'm sure. I've been, <laughs> I've been public about it. For, I'm like, well, I, I, am, I have that Canadian fault of just saying everything, whether I should or shouldn't. It just comes out. Here it comes. And what I want is that thing. Yeah. So... But those three things are so iconic. How could I not want something from this? Set? I would be good because you're going to have to show up in the Avengers, yeah. you know, too. Yeah. So is it, unless that's all done, is it all done? I can't even say that. Did I take something from? Yeah, it's done. Did it's I take done. something so from So something the obviously set? was taken. I know. I'm like, <laughs> what did I take? Oh. I keep I keep taking the same thing. I keep forgetting that I took it, and I keep taking it again. Every every Marvel film I do, I take the same stupid prop, and I keep forgetting that I have it already. I should choose something else this time. It's not and like it's, you. I know. I should be more intelligent. You're far more conniving. I'm also, I mean, you've seen my CV, because I'm smarter than Hope Van Dyne, so I really, <laughs> yeah, I should I be able to conceive yeah. of better <laughs> ideas. But I took the necklace. Hope wears this necklace in all three films, and it's a necklace that her... I have this backstory about. I'm not going to bore you with it because it's not even a part of the movies. It's my own thing. It's, it's my your backstory. backstory. And I take the necklace because that means something to me. It's got this connection to. And maybe we should leave past. that private. I think so. I maybe think there's something special. that has to be kept, and it's not part of the mythos, as they call it, yes. of uh, the wasp and the ant man. The it's fans not shall there. not have this secret. Because this is the first time on your show. You don't know that we sing at the end. <gasps> and I know you've prepared something. Of for course me. I did. And I'm ready. It's just something. I don't know whether it's something you that's this in your This little head. light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Go! This, this little, little light, light of mine. mine. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Fabulous. I have a cold, so I can't really sing very well right now. No, see, I have that's a very bad cold. It's sort of like my so, excuse when I pretended I dropped a rock in the pebbles. And <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, it was in my pocket. I'm, I'd be worried around you. I was I'm just a liar. Going, was, <laughs> I'm gonna check. And a kleptomaniac. My keys and wallet after. A pleasure. It, it really very is. Nice to talk You're to you, are like a, a big burst of sunshine oh, thank in, you. in a day of uh, clouds. <laughs> <laughs>